get fast, reliable internet for any budget. Now qualifying customers can get Xfinity internet free through the Affordable Connectivity Program. That's right, free high-speed internet from Xfinity. And Internet Essentials customers can get equipment included at no extra cost. Get started today. We change our minds every day. About a million things a day. This is no different. You can't be afraid to be wrong. You can't be afraid to say, you know what? I'm just going to rethink this thing. People are not dying getting the vaccine. Um, I I better rethink this thing. I'm going to go call my doctor and, and have a discussion one more time. It is okay to change your mind. Financial freedom, it's within everyone's reach. And this key shows you how to build prosperity and generational wealth for your family on Becoming the Bank. Hello, it's me again, Anissa Keys with Becoming the Bank. So if you are tuning in for the very first time this week, this is a podcast that shares biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become a generational wealth builder. This is not a how-to podcast, but a becoming podcast. How to become a wealth builder. How to become someone who is financially free. Now, wealth building is a challenge. Can't expect to get there overnight. But I found that the only way to do it successfully and effectively is by learning biblical principles and practices that have helped me to become. The word has helped me to change how I look at, deal with, and manage my finances. And I have become a bank, a financial resource to my family, my sphere of influence, and my community. We are in week four of the series called The Mindset of a Wealth Builder. Yep. So wealth builders, right? They don't, they don't only live life differently. Um, they don't only just have a different relationship with money. They think differently, right? They think differently. They have a different mindset. So we're on our last part. If you miss one or more of those, go back. Please listen to them. They sort of build on one another, right? But the first part that I talked about was seeing God differently, changing your mindset around how you see God. The second one was changing your mindset on how you see yourself, And then the last one, the last time I talked, right, was about how to see money and resources differently. And today we're shifting our mindset on how to see abundance over lack. Abundance over lack. Okay, so did you know that wealth builders always see abundance? Isn't that crazy? They always see abundance, right? Like this really literally separates wealth builders from those that maybe struggle with building wealth, right? So when they see something that's little or small, they still see abundance. (laughs) I know you're wondering like, what's wrong with the eyesight, right? How can somebody look at a little and see abundance, right? How can you look at a mustard seed and see a tree? Wealth builders do, right? They look at a prospect and they, they see potential, right? They look at a mess and all they see, right, is a masterpiece. It's just the way that they see things, right? That's what we're talking about today. How does one person not see enough while somebody else sees plenty, right? Well, this is about becoming, remember, becoming, right? So even if you're not there yet, even if you don't have that mindset yet, that's what we're talking about today to get you to the space where you can see abundance over lack. This is an important important truth, especially if you want to build wealth, right? So what do we do? We start with the truth. And I only have and know one truth, right? And that's the word of God. 
Second Corinthians nine and eight says, and God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound, abound in every work. First Corinthians two and nine says, that is what the scriptures mean when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Wow. I can't even, you know, even as I get excited about a vision or a dream that I that I might see or hope for. Right. The Lord is like, no, nah, no, nah, it's bigger than that. It's, it's greater than that. Deuteronomy 12, 28 and 12 says the Lord will open the heavens. The store of his bounty to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will not borrow from any. You will be a lender, not a borrower. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or think or imagine according to his power that as is at work within us. Philippians 4.19 says, In my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. His glory, according to his riches, right? So it's not like limited by what we have, they're his. And then Proverbs 3 and 10 says, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. For believers, there really should be no reason for us to ever have a mindset of lack, right? God calls us lenders and not borrowers. God talks regularly in the word of God about abundance, about overflow, about more than enough. He references that over and over. I, I gave you I gave you Proverbs. I gave you um, New Testament. I gave you Old Testament, right? It's always presently there. There's so many stories about how God pulls the Israelites out of things or supplies fish and loaves, right? To, to people. And there's always leftover, Right. He always has made sure that because of his grace, he gives us more than what we deserve. Right. And because of his mercy, it ensures that we don't get what we really do deserve, which is probably nothing. So why do we see lack? We listen to the world. It's the same old adage. Right. Right. I, I said earlier that the world from the time you're born is constantly trying to take your money. The other thing that it does. Right. Is it sets you up in a mindset to have lack. Think about it. Think about all the ways that the world teaches you that there's not enough. Right. It does it through competition. Right. There's only one winner. It does it through a for, does desire for us to be exclusive. Right. Or be the only ones. Right. Listen, think about it. Even if you are in a competition and you win first, even if you're amongst the best in the world, it's still not enough. Right. There's only one prize, only one gold medal. It really sets us in a space that there's never enough. Think about it. Even when we when we get like a call from somebody and they're like, listen, you've been selected. We like, oh, OK, I got selected. It's only for a special few people. Right. Like strokes our egos. Right. <laughs> this is the way the world constantly has us thinking there's not enough for everybody. Right. Right. The world highlights always it's these exceptions. Right. Um, it's the, the, the membership that you can't have because you don't make enough money or it's the, the group that you can't be a part of because your your family doesn't have the right name. It's 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 the feeling of like I can't go into that area or buy in that area. Right. It's always this feeling of that that there's always this separation of the ones that have it and the ones that don't. And so you really get an idea that like some people will just have to be without, right? 
there has to be the haves and the has nots. That, that's all sort of a worldly way of looking at things. God didn't design it that way. He designed that there's enough. There's more than enough for all of us. But the world teaches us something different. What if I told you that rich folks have lived off this for years? But listen, 10% of the world owns 90% of the wealth. So there, there is enough, right? But if you believe that there's not enough, then you'll live in lack right? But we're kingdom wealth builders, right? So if you're listening to this, you're a kingdom wealth builder and you're like, nah, enemy, not anymore. I'm not believing that lack, right? That lack is the life that I have to live, right? Can I tell you how I first learned this lesson? Really, it was a mental shift for me to see abundance over lack because like many other people, I had it too, right? And so then I started looking at the value of money. And you see, when I first started to like spend $10 and $20 or give it away to somebody, right? That was something to me was significant, right? And then as my income grew and as my assets grew, then the $100 was like probably at the same level as the $10. And then all of a sudden, $1,000 to me was like $10, right? And so then it continued to grow and grow. And then I started to shift mainly because there was never not a lack of it coming, right? Because the value of something can shift if you can see it as more accessible to you right? Then all of a sudden, it's not that it has to be so highly valued. You just have to believe that it's for you. Once I started to stop seeing money as such a high value, right? And really begin to think of abundance that got in all things. So not just in a good life, not just in abundant peace or abundant grace, right? But that really abundance in everything, that even as I look at money and resources, right? That God is saying, I still have more than enough, right? In every area of your life. So then I started to think in my mind, okay, so that $100 that once I once seen at one point as a lot of money begin to sort of lose its value to me. And then I begin to think, oh, you see, if I always have money coming, if I always have access to resources, if I serve a limitless God, that should have never had those boundaries put on him in the first place, then you see, I don't have anything that will ever run out, right? So then I begin to think only in abundance and not in lack. Listen, if you serve a limitless God, if you serve a God that does not have boundaries, right? Then you begin to think of your pool or your resources, right? As limitless, as boundless. So how do you how do I get you out of this mindset of lack, right? And and we always talk about there's like these three things. There's this certain ways of being able to see and being able to remember, right, how to shift your mindset regularly. Because what happens is, is that you have some habits that are in place, but if in order for you to actually really shift it, you have to become something different, right? You have to become someone that always looks at the little and sees abundance, right? That always, even when they're looking at something that's that's uh, uh, diminishing or going backwards, that they're not looking as a lack, that they're not going to be enough, that they're always seeing that there's more than enough, right? And so, there's always three things. I always do three. I'm not sure why, right? Maybe that's just easy to, to sort of swallow for a week. Um, but it's important to, to, to bring focus on practical ways to be able to shift this mindset, right? So here's what I've learned. Become someone that reads about abundance in the word. So I'm going to tell you, 
uh, I used to have a mindset of lack pretty regularly. And then what would happen is, is that I would get stuck on a lack train um, and then it would take months where I was stressed, where I was worried. Um, and then all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, yeah, I don't serve a God. That's a God of lack. But some of that was that I wasn't reading the word regularly. Right. And so I wasn't reminded of the stories that are in the word of God. I wasn't reminded of the scriptures. I wasn't reminded of the truth. Right. That I never am living in lack that I serve a God of abundance, that I serve a God of more than enough, right? That I serve a God of overflow. And that's a regular part of my life. And that should be a regular part of the way that I look at everything around me. But I had to be reminded by scriptures. And so I had to become someone that was constantly in the word of God. That's probably going to be something that you, if you want to be a kingdom wealth builder, if you want to be a generational wealth builder, like you need to stay in the word of God. There's just everything in there is just so, so good to feed in your soul. Right. And so um, it, it's where you learn the practices that you need to have and live a, a wonderful life. Right. And so what I would say is that whenever you have um, an inkling of lack and whenever you begin to worry, like, shoot, um, dang, is that all? Um, where's it going to come from? Um, uh, I don't know. That's that, you know, that's the bare minimum or right. When you start having those worries, what I would say is turn to the word. You, you, you can read two or three scriptures and it can just remind you um, of the God you serve and then who you are to him, um, which would be enough to kind of pull you back into that mindset of abundance. All right. Number two, right. Become someone that watches their language. Uh, this is really important because we don't realize life and death is in the tongue, right? And so um, it's important that you were speaking life. So it's important that you were speaking abundance. Um, it, it very easily, if you get into a mindset of speaking lack, which means that you're you're saying things like, um, mm, it's, it's not coming fast enough. Um, will it be here? Um, um, I don't know if God's going to be able to pull it off or um, you know, if there's language around that, then what happens is you tend to have behaviors that follow, right? You tend to have a mindset around that. And then you have behaviors that sort of are responsive to that, right? So instead you're watching your language, like it will be here. I'm speaking it, right? It's coming. God's going to pull it off. Watch him work. He will do it. Won't he do it, right? Constantly be checking your mouth. The other piece of that, um, that's just sort of like a sidebar. It's number not number three, but like you got to watch who you're around to because there's other people that speak lack. I can't, you know, I have a hard time with people that speak lack because, you know, sometimes they can discourage you, right? Like if you hear that enough and if they're people of influence in your life, right? Sometimes you'll be around people that like you maybe trust what they say or believe what they say and they're, they're speaking lack and then you think lack. Um, so watch who you're around too. If you're around them, correct that language. If you're not strong enough to correct that language, man, I would say maybe create some space so you're not hearing that all the time. Last one, become someone that moves forward like you already have it. Like, like some of abundance is just, is just faith, right? It's believing that the word of God is true. Right. It's believing that God wasn't just like, you know, wanting somebody to write about him and make up some cool stories and wanted his ego stroke. But that like he's not like man that he would lie and that uh, that all of the scriptures are inspired by his word. Right. Or by inspired by his spirit. And so then then you start thinking, mm, well, I'm going to move forward as if he really said that I'm going to prove him. Right. I think he asks us to do that. Right. I'm going to believe him for it, which doesn't mean that he has to like literally open the door right before you move forward. That means you move forward as if he's going to open the door. 
right? So there's a chance there that you may stumble or fall or hit you know, your face flat to the door. Um, that's faith in action though, right? That's real faith. It's not just sitting back and believing, it's actually moving forward. I believe God honors that. Y'all don't know how many times that I've said, I don't know where the money gonna come from, but I know he gonna do it, right? That's abundance, right? I'm speaking that like, I don't have it, but I'm not speaking that I don't have it, right? I'm moving in a space of believing God for more, right? In that moment, either enough to get me there or more than what I need to get there, but I'm believing him for it. And then I'm moving as if it's already true. Listen, you take your step before you see it, right? You move like it's already true. All right, listen. So we're on a series. We were in a series. We're done now. The mindset of a wealth builder, right? This is the end of the four-part series. Praise God. I hope there was something that helped to shift your mindset to see God different, to see yourself different, to see money and resources different, and to see abundance over lack. I pray that something you heard blessed you today. And I hope that you take on some of these principles and practices to build generational wealth. My hope is that you become a blessing and a resource to your family, your sphere of influence, and your community. This is Becoming the Bank with Anissa Keys. I'll see you next time. Check back next week for more of Anissa's Kingdom Principles to Live a Prosperous Life. To find previous episodes of Becoming the Bank, log on to ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com. At Hy-Vee, we take pride of being part of the communities we serve. In 2021, we donated more than 14 million meals, and this year, we're committed to doing even more. For over 90 years, we've been the place that people turn in time of need, and we take that very seriously. That's why we're loading our semis full of food this week and making deliveries across the Midwest to help families this Easter. To join our effort, simply donate when you're at the checkout. Together, we can make a big difference for those in need. For millions of Americans, the pandemic impacted our financial situations, and a lot of people lost their jobs. But that should not mean you have to lose your house if you can't pay for your mortgage. Listen, no need to feel ashamed if you missed a payment or two or three, because there's a local organization that's willing to help you get caught up on those payments so you can keep your home. Let me tell you about the Minnesota Home Ownership Center. It's a nonprofit whose sole purpose is to prevent you from going into foreclosure. The Minnesota Home Ownership Center has a network of organizations around the state to review everything with you, explain your options, and then advocate for you to get the help you need. And get this, they won't charge you because it's all free. Check out HOCMN.org or give them a call at 651-410-1086 to set up an appointment. You worked hard to get into that house. Let Minnesota Home Ownership Center help you stay in it. Did you know that United Healthcare helps connect you to doctors and therapists with 24-7 access to virtual care? So I could have therapy from my couch? Yep. Or a doctor appointment from my car? If you wanted to. Wait, you're right. I don't even like when people see me sing in the car. Couch appointment it is. Virtual visits are just one of the ways United Healthcare helps connect you to better health. Learn more at uhc.com. Plan benefits may vary. You started your business with big dreams and big ideas. But achieving your goals is a matter of doing the little things right. At Bremer Bank, we're ready to help you navigate all the details, questions, and challenges you encounter on your way to growth and success. Because right now, relationships matter more than ever. 
and understanding is everything. Find out more at bremer.com. It's never too late to set the stage for well-being. Here's your well-being tip of the day from YMCA of the North. Put mindfulness in your tool belt. Mindfulness is a method of paying attention and bringing awareness to whatever is happening at the moment. Be open to the idea of being present and honest with yourself. Observe what's happening rather than trying to control what's happening. We reduce our stress, anxiety, and negative emotions when observing rather than get overly flustered in our reactions. For more well-being tips, meditation, and yoga classes, visit us at ymcanorth.org forward slash well-being.